This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. You're listening to Launchpad on Business Radio. Welcome back to Launchpad on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm your host, Carl Ulrich. I'm Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at the Wharton School, and I'm really thrilled to welcome my next guest. Joining me by phone, Alec Skolnick, who's president and CEO at Liquid Piston. Alec, thanks for joining us. Hey, Carl. Uh, thanks a lot for having me here. Excited to be Great. Here. First things first, I'm going to point our listeners to your website, which has got a lot of great stuff on it. It's just Piston. Dot com. And one disclosure is I think you know I'm one of your investors. So I, I'll get that out of the way. We don't we don't mind that here in the show. We like uh having having the having our our uh, our investor uh having this conversation. So anyway, uh great to have you and it's always great to get an update on my portfolio companies. Sounds good. Look forward to it. All right. So first things first, what's what's liquid piston? So uh we, we are a company that is kind of disrupting the internal combustion engine as we know it, right? The combustion engine, pretty much everybody's familiar with it. We, we use them in our cars and our lawnmowers. Uh, everyone, everyone knows what they are and everyone has one, but it's really a technology that's very ripe for disruption. People have been trying to disrupt it for, for decades. And what we've done is we've come at it from a first principles standpoint. So we kind of attacked it from thermodynamics by, by looking at the physics of how engines operate. And we deconstruct the, the cycle and kind of optimize it and put it back together. And when we do that, we also kind of rethink the, the entire engine as we know it. And what we did is we developed a new kind of rotary combustion engine. Uh, it's mechanically, it's very simple. It has just two moving parts, but it's about 10 times smaller and lighter than a traditional piston diesel engine and about 30% more fuel efficient. So, uh, you know, very small, lightweight, and and fuel efficient. All right. Well, I I got it. So I'm trained as a mechanical engineer, and I got to tell you that whenever I look at a conventional uh, piston internal combustion engine, it, it strikes me as a as an incredible triumph of refinement in that it's amazing it works, honestly, given what it actually does. It's sort of amazing it works. And so, uh, but it's it's a little surprising that it's taken more than a hundred years to come up with fundamental breakthroughs. Now you're not the first rotary engine, but maybe in very simple terms, what is it that makes the liquid piston rotary approach more viable than others that have tried in the past? Yeah, that's a great question. And some of your listeners might be familiar with the old Weinkel rotary engine, which um, you know, it's a very nice engine because it has very low vibration. Uh, it's very responsive, you know, very high power to weight. So it, it really makes a great sports car engine. And Mazda for many years was was producing such a car uh, powered by the rotary. Um, but where the where the the nice parts of it are are, are really nice, the you know, it, it also had its its downsides. So. The Weinkel engine is notorious for having uh, sealing and lubrication problems, uh, you know, durability and emissions and efficiency problems. It it really guzzled uh, fuel. And uh, the the, the oil crisis back in the 70s kind of mostly killed it off, except except for for Mazda's pursuit of the rotary. Um, We took the old rotary and we turned it inside out. 
Okay, so take everything you might know about the old rotary design. You know, it, it has a triangular piston in a peanut-shaped housing. We've got the opposite. We have a peanut-shaped rotor inside of a trilobed housing. And fundamentally, the, the, the biggest difference is that we can operate on a different thermodynamic cycle. So we actually operate on a diesel, on a compression ignited cycle, which inherently is much more fuel efficient. Um, but we can also do things like constant volume combustion and overexpansion, which just thermodynamically, again, are, are improving the engine. But also by turning the engine inside out, we solve the problems with sealing. Our, our uh, apex seals are stationary in the housing. They're much easier to lubricate. It's much more durable. So we really kind of went back and, and solved the core challenges of the old rotary. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I before I made my investment, I drilled down pretty deeply and was very impressed by the advantages. But the one that I think will be very intuitive to our listeners who are mechanically inclined and who remember that Wankel engine is that instead of having those those vein seals, those seals at the at the uh, uh, the tips of those three lobes, imagine trying to change those seals. But now imagine those seals are on the outside of the engine. Uh, even if you did have to replace them, it's a it's a much easier challenge. And so there there are a bunch of really clever things uh, about the design. Um, but Alec, let me let me sort of skip some of the technicalities because I think our some of our listeners' eyes will glaze over on the technical details. I, I want to ask, um, there, there have been thousands of attempts at this and a lot of faults, hopes. Um, give us uh, an example of the most impressive proof point. What's, what's now the most impressive proof point from Liquid Piston? Uh, you know, we're, we're really getting a lot of traction with our first uh, application space, which is the, the, the DOD. So, um, you know, it, it's a $460 billion market per year for engines. People think that engines are going away, but that, that market is still growing, especially as the middle class in China and India are, are, are growing. Uh, you know, it's, it's still a growing market and try as you might uh, to, to replace the engine. You know, really, you look at the at technologies like batteries, and batteries are still 50 times less energy dense than fuel. So it's it's a very difficult technology to to displace. Uh, but we are a startup company. We we recognize that it's very tempting to start with the automotive market or the trucking market. You know, to kind of just jump to the the, the biggest piece uh, of the pie here. But we we made a decision early on not to go that route and to start with lower volume applications where there's a much more painful need for smaller, lighter, more efficient uh, engines. And you know, the, the fact that we can run on diesel uh, with compression ignition as, as a real diesel engine kind of lends us to, to run on, on heavy fuels uh, such as jet fuel and diesel fuel. And that, <clears throat> that puts us right into the sweet spot of what the, what the DOD is looking for. So in the last few years, we've had the opportunity to work with DARPA. That's the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. They're, they're kind of known for cutting edge research. You know, they're, um, they're responsible really for uh, the, the earliest version of the internet, uh, GPS technology as you know it, self-driving cars as we know them. So um, the fact that they invested into us, that, that, that was a pretty big validation point. 
and we, we worked on on three program phases with them for for about six million dollars. Um, more recently, we were highlighted as a finalist in the Army uh, XTech Search Competition. This is uh, basically submit any idea you have to the Army, and they have a bunch of experts that evaluate these new technologies. Um, and out of over 700 submissions, you know, we, we were a top 12 uh, finalist. So with that, we actually flew our engine in a, in a UAV. That's a, an unmanned aerial vehicle. Um, and we, we demonstrated really cool things by, by, by operating it as a hybrid system. We could actually put our engine in, in line with an electric motor uh, on, on, on the shaft of the propeller, and we can shut the engine off mid-flight. We can switch to electric-only cruise mode in silent operation. You can kind of do your thing, and then mid-flight, we can turn the engine back on, on jet fuel, and return safely back home. So um, that that was demonstrated with the with the Army competition, and and it led to a follow-on contract with the Army. So we're we're just really excited about the traction that we're getting uh, with the DoD. Uh, also, in the in, in the last eighteen months or so, we've started to engage now with with industry, and um, you know we, we've we've gotten on contract with uh, with four industrial partners, and three of these are within aerospace. So again, it's it's kind of low volume applications. And it, it turns out that our technology is is competitive with a turbine. Small small turbines below a thousand horsepower, uh, they have terrible fuel efficiency. We're, we're talking, you know, six to fifteen percent of the available energy in the fuel is converted to work, and over eighty five percent of that energy is wasted as heat coming out out of the turbine. So really, anywhere that we use these small turbines, uh, we're, we're we're wasting an enormous amount of fuel. So uh, with our technology, we're, we're competitive in, in power to weight to a turbine, but with, with the fuel efficiency of, of a diesel engine. So that, that makes for a very interesting use case there. So really, it's, it's, these, um, it's these applications and, and use cases and, and working with, with customers and industry that, that I'm, I'm very excited about. Um, we, we still have a little ways to go in development you know, to, to get something really launched in the market, but it's, it's very clear that the 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 market is ready for for a new technology such as ours. Yeah, well, it's very impressive. I want to underscore just a couple of things you said. the The first is that you started with. I want to talk a little bit more about the broader journey, but let's say in the most recent chapter of the company, you've decided to focus on uh, the high need, high willingness to pay customer, which is a really good strategy. That's a great strategy for entrepreneurs rather than trying to go into the super cost competitive, very large markets, start with the high need, high willingness to pay markets. And that turns out in this case, case to be uh, aerospace and, and the DOD. What our listeners may not realize, and I, I may not get this quite right, but, but diesel is almost... It, it, jet fuel and diesel are essentially the same thing. And so I think people may not realize that, but but that's this huge advantage that you can run on 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 diesel and uh, effectively on diesel. And I, and I, I want to just, if I can understand the efficiency argument, so a small gas turbine, um, of course, large large gas turbines, my guess is that the 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 turbines used on commercial aircraft on large turbofans are, are much more efficient than a small gas turbine, but small gas turbines, single digit percentage. 
what kind of percentage, what kind of efficiency are you able to get out of this UAV engine that you're now flying? That's a great question. And yes, larger turbine engines can become extremely efficient. And what you see in a, in a gas power plant or you know, powering a, a large airliner, those are very efficient uh, engines. But turbines don't scale very well when, when they go down in size. And they're, they're especially poor when they run at part load conditions. So they're, they're, they're really good when they're big and, and when they're running in, in one in one operating point. Um, for our technology, you know, d diesel engines scale better. Uh, at the small end, they, they still, every, every engine, including piston engines, every engine kind of scales uh, as the engine gets, gets smaller, the efficiency uh, gets, gets worse. So, um, you know, we, we need to keep everything in, in, in context here. But when we're talking about a power plant that is a few hundred horsepower, uh, uh, you know, below a thousand, but a few hundred horsepower, we can reach efficiency of up to about 50% and compare that to the, the, the 10 to 15% of a small turbine. So you see that it's a, it's a huge uh, delta there. Um, our smaller engines are, are less efficient than that. Uh, but in the DARPA program, you know, we, we measured up to about 35% uh, efficiency, which for the size of the engine, which is about the size of a basketball, um, you know, that, that's, a, that, that, that's a remarkable feat there. Yeah. And just to give users a sense of the power to weight or power to size ratio, that engine that's the size of a basketball can put out about uh, how much power? That's a, that's a 40 horsepower diesel engine. Yeah. Pretty amazing, forty horsepower. Yeah, in a, so that's that's about ten sensor. times smaller and lighter than than a comparable piston engine. Yeah, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Launchpad on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM one thirty two. I'm Carl Ulrich, and I'm speaking with Alec Skolnick, who's the president and CEO of Liquid Piston. I want to focus on one particular aspect. Uh, uh, which is the fundraising, because you very recently have launched, in fact, I think it's still active, a very unusual fundraising uh, mechanism. And so I wonder if you can talk about what you've been doing with fundraising, raising, why you made the choices you 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 did, and give our listeners a sense of the, this new landscape for uh, fundraising for startups like yours. Yeah, no, great, great questions. And, you know, if this was easy, to, to develop a new engine, starting with a new thermodynamic cycle, <laughs> I think somebody somebody else would have done it a long time ago. And uh, frankly, if somebody told me 14 years ago what what would be involved, I'm not sure if I would have done it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's it, it's been a journey for us, and we've probably undertaken um, every possible way of, of funding the company, and and it's really been uh, quite quite the journey on on that. Uh, in the early days, um, you know, we, we were just kind of maturing the technology. So my, my, my father uh, is the primary inventor of the technology. He's a physicist. My, my background is in modeling and optimization. So we, we both kind of came at this from a physics and modeling and optimization point of view. We came at it from, from well outside of the engine field, right? So that, that's one kind of core aspect of this is that we're not engine guys at heart. We surround ourselves. Our whole team is full of engine engine designers, but um, the 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 founding team came at it from a different angle. Just hey, what is the physics of this, and and how can we do better? So we we were not 
taught and we're not constrained in the box that, that most of these people usually come from. Uh, with, with that new approach, you know, early on we did, and we're fortunate to attract uh, some venture capital. So um, from, from 2007 until 2015, we were venture capital backed uh, with, with uh, about $18 million in venture capital. And at the end of that, both of our VCs at the time, they, they both kind of, uh, they, they shut down their funds. Um, yeah. It was almost at the same time. And, you know, it, it was uh, it was a very difficult time for the company. We had to kind of re reboot the company and, and find new financing uh, very, very quickly. Um, and so we we ended up turning to crowdfunding um, right around that time in, in 2016. That, that was the early days of uh, what's called Regulation CF crowdfunding. Um, and prior prior to these new regulations coming into effect, you know, you, you had to be a wealthy individual to invest in a startup company. Uh, that that the, the government basically said that, you know, only wealthy people have, have the, the knowledge or ability to make investments like this. And then you had to be an accredited investor uh, worth, worth a lot of money. But they started to see that, that, that maybe that's not the right approach here. And um, so they, they, they introduced new uh, regulations right around 2016 that allowed companies to sell equity on the internet. And uh, you have to do it through a platform provider. So we, we launched at that time with, uh, with WeFunder and um, it was very successful. So we, we, we've done it uh, three times over, over three years and basically each time maxing out the allowable uh, investment amount. And our most recent uh, Reg CF campaign was on Start Engine. Um, and we we sold out over a million dollars in stock. The the, the legal limit we, we sold out within just nine hours of of the offering. Wow. <laughs> so we had a long list of people that wanted to participate in that, and uh, they, they I, I got a lot of angry emails, you know, the next day, like, what happened? <laughs> um, but then you followed up with a, with this most recent offering. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, there is a uh, a live offering right now on startengine.com slash liquid piston. Um, I actually, without going into a bunch of legal disclaimers, I, I can't talk very much about it. So yeah, I, I would encourage people that are interested simply to go to the, the website and read our our uh, documents there, including our, our offering circular that's that's posted but, on that but website. You, you, maybe you can't talk about your specific offering, but can you talk about... Uh, what reggae is and when yeah. like appropriate. Yeah. yeah. So reggae is um, it's it's kind of a halfway point. Uh, it, it's 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 a little bit more than a than a reg CF, which is limited to a million dollars per year. A, a reggae has uh, it was a fifty million dollar limit. I think it's just been increased to seventy five million dollars per per year is what people are allowed to raise, and. With that, there are a, a higher bar of standards that a company must meet uh, in order to make the offering with with the SEC. So it's it's almost like 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 a ha halfway going to, to, to being public. Mm -hmm. Not not quite as onerous, not quite as expensive as as going public. We're not listed on an exchange. We're not um, you know the, the shares are still illiquid, but it really opens up to a much broader audience and a much higher. Uh, ceiling. So, so companies such as ours can raise, you know, uh, tens of millions of dollars and, and do so without uh, the going the, the venture capital route, which is really uh, a very narrow subset of of what 
uh, of what can be fundable. Yeah. Well, not everyone who has an idea probably is a candidate for reggae. So what, what would be the characteristics of a company, if we're speaking to founders out there, what would be the characteristics of a company that might make it a candidate for a reggae offering? So most of the reggae offerings, these most of them are, are consumer-facing companies where they have a large network of uh, people that are buying their products already. Um, so the, these companies that that already have a, a large network of users, people that are that like their product, that know their company, know the product, um, you know, th- th- those are kind of ideal. Uh, then then you have a second group, such as our company, Liquid Piston, where we have a technology that it's kind of a moonshot, right? Yeah. If we are successful, this is not going to be a $5 million company or, or something like you, you can't really name an engine company out there that that's, that's, that's a small company, right? This is, this is either going to make it big and really disrupt an entire industry that people have been waiting, waiting to disrupt. Um, and that, that's a massive opportunity and people get it. I can show one picture of a diesel engine and our engine sitting next to it. And one picture says a thousand words, right? You see one picture and you immediately understand what we do and, and, and it resonates with people. And, you know, everybody has driven in a car. Everybody knows what engines do at a high level. Even if you don't understand exactly how they work, you, you, you get it at, at a high level and, yeah. and you can understand and appreciate that, hey, th- these things guzzle a lot of fuel. Anything that we can do to reduce fuel consumption is, is a great thing. Uh, anything that we can do to improve power and weight and, you know, hi- hybrid electrification, all, all that kind of stuff is, is an improvement. So if, if you can resonate with people at, at, at a level like that, then, then that, that makes for a successful offering as well, I believe. Yeah. Well, Alec, it's uh, really inspiring. I'm going to encourage all our listeners to check it out. This, this is the real deal. I mean, I, I agree it's a moonshot, but it's a credible moonshot. And I think the fact that you now have these engines on vehicles, uh, ground and and air, uh, I mean, they run. And so this isn't fiction at this point. It's a question of, can you get the reliability, cost, durability, those kinds of issues um, to get to the finish line? So it's super exciting to watch. And I really appreciate your taking the time uh, to join us. Carl, thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much for your investment as well. <laughs> so, you know, every every investment is important to us. And uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to move a mountain here. All right, great. Uh, all right, you can go check it out at liquidpiston.com. That's all for today. If you missed any of the last hour, feel free to check it out on the SiriusXM app. And be sure to follow our channel on Twitter at SXM Business. To follow me, go to my website, ktulrich.com. That's K-T-U-L-R-I-C-H. Or follow me on Twitter at ktulrich. I'm Carl Ulrich, Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Wharton. And you've been listening to Launchpad on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 